Welcome to Music Monday Hangouts with Jackknife Stiletto. Every week we chat with new artists and have a casual hangout with them. We live stream new episodes every week on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Check out jackknifestiletto.com for more schedule info. During our live streams, you can join in on the conversation while we have a live Q&A with us and our guests. Our Music Monday Hangouts feature those episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever else you stream your podcasts. Grab a coffee and enjoy. Now-ish. In theory, if it was. Uh-oh. <laughs> Isn't it cool how that sound could mean either everything's fine or something just unplugged? <laughs> okay, I think we're live now. <laughs> Are we? Yeah, I think so. Hello, everyone. It's uh, the lovely Music Monday, and we're here with DJ of Rebel 9. Woo! Woo-hoo. Oh, I see it now. Mine's not loading. You're not loading? No. Well, we heard a ding. Oh, so that there we go. Got that it. That's been a bad... I already said bananas. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Excellent. This is going well. I sent you a bear, Ross. <laughs> All right. Sharing right now. Sharing okay. is caring. Up. Sharing is caring. Um, trying to get cool. catch up here. Okay. See, if, we, if we all have interns, this would be done already. Yeah, I don't know where our intern went, but... They're on lockdown. Yeah, they're, they're on lockdown. <laughs> Typical intern. Yes. Um, all right. So if you are just tuning in and don't know Rebel Nine, they're a band from Long Island. And why don't you tell and why don't you tell the world about your yourself? And DJ's also a host on his radio show, The Hard Rock Lunchbox. Yeah. And new to you, which is a new a new show. A new- Newish, newish show. Right, bringing it back around. So, if you want to expl- explain all of those things, um, <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, I don't. How about that? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right. So, my band is Rebel Nine. Um, if you don't know who Rebel Nine is, that's completely fine. There are millions and millions of people just like you out there, and uh, I'm going to try and correct that over the next couple of years. But uh, we're a hard rock band uh, based out of Long Beach on Long Island, and um, we hang with these broads quite a bit in our regular uh, real world life. Uh, and this is actually the first time I've ever done anything live streaming with you guys. Annie's been on my show, though. Annie's been on my show a couple of times. Yeah. The Hard Rock Lunchbox, which airs Thursdays at noon and it plays hard rock and punk and kind of anything I want to play. But what that show is mainly about is about, um, which you guys know this kind of stuff, uh, like Life on the Road and funny other band stories, funny inter-band stories, funny intra-band stories, because that's how the whole show got started, because I was telling people these stories about what would happen on the road, and or even just like weekend road shows, and they'd be like, you got to be kidding me. I was like, oh, no, 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 it's not even remotely as fun and exciting as it sounds. Sometimes it, the best part about it is the cheese fries on the way home. But like my stories pale in comparison to your guys' stories. Because I've heard some of yours that are just fantastic. And I think you should tell them all now. <laughs> I feel like all of our tour stories are just... Oh, uh, we woke every up, single we one got of them. eggs, we went to sleep in a parking lot. Yep, that's, that's a great story. 
<laughs> yeah, no, you guys, you guys in Midnight Mom always had like the best tour stories. Like when they left Blackie at a truck stop because they didn't know she wasn't in the van. Like, mm. <laughs> like the number of times I tried to leave Kaz at a truck stop, like it's just impossible to leave somebody that side. <laughs> I do have video of him yelling at a chocolate shake, though. That was fun. Those are good. Do you guys actually try to leave each other at a truck stop? Just Kaz. <laughs> Kaz is the only one. See, Tony's Tony's too quick. Tony's t- Tony's wiry. He gets in the van. He knows what's up. And uh, Nadal doesn't really ever leave it. He just he hangs by the van. He's, he's like on base with the van like this. He just doesn't touch it, so he knows nothing can happen. Kaz just wanders off, man. Been like this close. Hey, man, didn't you? Uh, were you a four piece? Were we were. <laughs> Fourth member had to go get the cheese fries. So somebody's got to. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do love Pennsylvania and Jersey fries at the end of a show. Oh. You guys really love Pennsylvania a lot. Uh, you know what it is? I like Pennsylvania just fine, but Pennsylvania really likes us. <laughs> and I am super grateful for anybody that likes us as a, as a band. It was it was cool because this is like really the second version of Rebel Nine, because I'm the only original member. Um, and I remember we were playing somewhere out there. And we walked into like an IHOP or a Denny's like really early on with these guys. And they were like, somebody was like, yo, Rebel 9. I was like, yeah, you might want to get used to that. And it had never happened since. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so why don't you explain what you guys are doing with uh, New to You? Because you just kind of rebranded that. Yeah. Just started it like a week ago. Right. So. So new to you, the, the whole new to you thing, which is N-U-T-U-Y-U, um, is something that I started, I think we're, we're, we're like maybe nine years ago now, maybe eight. And what it was is I worked, I worked with a couple of people around the island, uh, some other bands that I was working with at the time, to try and make this thing happen. Because what, um, what it was is that we were, we were touring a lot in the Northeast, and for whatever reason... I was just running into like really good band after really good band after really good band and bands that like I was listening to and I was like coming home and telling people about like how good they are and you have to listen. And this, this feels very pre Spotify. So like it was, if you were going to listen to something for free, you had to steal it still and not legally get it from like Spotify and Apple and stuff like that. But, um, so it was kind of hard to like kind of convince people like how good these bands were. I mean, there were, there were a lot of them. And, um, and I would tell them like, you guys should come play, you know, here and stuff. And what it was, is it was like, Long Island is notorious for bands to play. It's not always pay to play, but if you can't bring people, they don't want you to play. And I mean, I get it. Like venues have to make a living and stay open and stuff like that. But if they're not going to really work with you to create a, an environment where they can, where, where bands can kind of flourish and build, then bands aren't going to flourish and build. And then you don't have anything. So I did find some venues that would let me just sort of control the night. And I just had to rent the room flat out. So they didn't care beyond that. So I would like, I would rent the room. We used to do it. We started them. We started them at, uh, it's, uh, what the hell is it called now? Amityville Music Hall. But it used to be called Broadway. It used to be called like 25 other things before that. But we started it when we were, we were Broadway and we would just rent the room out and what I did is I got three local bands to play and sandwich in between them. I would find bands from out of state, like Pennsylvania, Jersey, Massachusetts, Connecticut, 
just so they would come in. They didn't have to sell any tickets. The only the only two requirements were they had to share on social media so that the other bands that were here would at least get some name recognition when we toured. And they had to really be good. Like, I'm not usually like, hey, you know, don't screw up. But it's like, literally, like, I'm telling everybody how good you are. And I'm putting my money where my mouth is because I am selling tickets to my fans. So you don't have to. So if you think this is like a plan B kind of show, it's not. And to date, I have not had any band ever phone it in. Like some of them have blown the other bands off stage because they just come full force. And it's awesome to see that. So that was the whole new to you concept. And we were doing it for a while. It became a little difficult to do because there's a lot like I wouldn't bother doing it if if we really couldn't make it great. Like I just didn't see any reason to bother. And that, that means like promotion, like video promotion, like radio commercials for internet radio. Like it's not a lot, but it's, it's, it's a little bit more. And I thought it always deserved it. So I was doing, I was doing them. And then I just burned out from doing them. And then I didn't do them for a couple of years. And then I did two of them back to back in 2018. And it kind of like renewed everybody's interest in it. Like we had some really good bands on that one. We had Pray Lie come out. We had Know Your Enemy come out. Um, we had, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, from philly um i'll remember it later but um but these are all like bands that like our fans like really really liked and they were like cool this is awesome like do it again do it again and i'm just like yo man that's a lot of work i got also got my own band but the concept of bringing new bands to you was just something like we always did and jimmy from craving strange has done the last several of these with me um you know his band putting his band's money where their mouth is being part of this um and so with this whole lockdown thing and we started streaming like our Long Island Rock Unplugged shows and it kind of just sort of morphed into, well, why don't we, we don't have to do Long Island Rock anymore. We could do anywhere in the world if we want. And it was like, it's, it kept, it seemed silly to keep it under Long Island Rock Unplugged if we were going to get bands from further and further away. So then uh, it was either Jimmy or Mikey from Something Heavy that was like, why don't we just put it on the new to you platform? It's exactly what that is. And so we did the first new to you spotlight, the streaming one, which is just basically the three of us, me, Mike and Jimmy interviewing know your enemy for what ended up being like three hours. We all played like a song and then know your enemy played a couple of songs. And then we played another song, but like we were just talking shop for hours and people seem to really dig that, especially when the bands are all friends. Now I've known your, I've known know your enemy for years so it's not like they're new to me. In fact, we brought them out here, so I don't know how new they were to everybody else, but they had a new record coming out and we were doing it all acoustic and unplugged and stuff like that. So I think it was new for everybody that saw it. And I think most people had a really good time. Um, that was at least the reports. I mean, we ended up getting like over a thousand views just that night, which is more than I will normally get on anything I do. Like I can release uh, a feature film if I wanted to, and I wouldn't get that many views. So I, there's something to it that seems to be interesting to people. And so we're just happy to keep doing it. We're working on another one. I'm honestly the, the problem because I haven't been able to book it because I'm so far behind with other stuff, but that's the whole new to you spotlight in a nutshell. It's pretty cool. Um, a funny thing in the comments, um, uh -oh. someone tried to post that new to you because you can't spell but they posted the wrong website and went to an auto sales. Yes. It's new to you music. <laughs> new to you.com is auto sales in California. It's been that way for 10 years. <laughs> Nothing I can do about it. We're, we're, everything is new to you music. 
But new to you sounds like a good name for a used car, right? Like that's yeah. So shout out to them if they're still open. Anybody looking for a used car in California? By all means. Oh, Danger Club. Danger Club is the band from from Philly. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. So we posted that link so you guys can check that out on their website. <laughs> oh, lots of comments. <laughs> um, and then Rebel Nine has new music coming out. So, would you like to chat about that? Sure. But you've been releasing singles. Your record done. come out like a month ago. Right. Well, much like some other bands, like us too. Our CD is all done, collecting <laughs> dust. So we released singles, and then we were kind of like, whatever that emoji is. Like that's literally what we did. Uh, so we have a new record. It's done. Uh, it took forever uh, to uh, to write and finally record. And uh, in a manner fitting all things Rebel 9, it's also going to take forever to actually release it. Because we've already passed our first CD release, which was at the end of June. Uh, but apparently uh, God and nature said no, which we've been rejected a lot. I personally have never been rejected by a full-on pandemic. I mean, like, I appreciate <laughs> that not everybody wants to hear the new Rebel 9 record. I think it was a little over the top <laughs> to have a full-on pandemic. See what you guys did. Yeah. You can't have nice things. This is exactly why we cannot have nice things. This is why I should never put out a record. This, I was saying this in not so many words beforehand. But yes, we do have a record done. We put out three singles. They're all on Spotify and Apple. And I'll post them in the comments in a minute. Um, you can get them there. Uh, it's it's Keep You Near, which is the lead single, then Blue, and then Steven Seagal. So we released those three. We were considering releasing more singles, but like, I don't want to just release the whole record in single form. At some point, I want to release the record. So tentatively right now, um, the CD release show is scheduled for September 19th be willing to bet a whole bunch of donuts that's not going to happen so i haven't really been doing much about it um i can't imagine it's going to be a regular show i don't know i don't think those are coming back till next year at best so it might end up being some sort of weird hybrid have some people watch but stream the whole thing but i know that the physical cd release is the 19th i set that up because uh, I was doing a live stream a couple weeks ago on the local news thing here, and I was like, we should actually set a date for that. So we set a date for the physical release. I don't know when the digital release is going to be, probably sometime in October, uh, which is working out well, because it's like, I find that if you don't release music and only release physical CDs, people will pre-order your physical CDs. It's crazy, but it works. And now I feel bad, so I'm going to start releasing a whole bunch of like perks and stuff to everybody that's pre-ordered the CD. So you get a bunch of free stuff that they never wanted anyway, but at least... They'll be getting something. Are you going to get them cheese fries? <sighs> I wonder if I could set that up. You think like, I was considering, see, here's here's what's so unfortunate. I was totally considering, you know, like, you know, those, um, I guess they're Kickstarters, or they're more like the Indiegogo's, like where you have like all these different perks and stuff that you can like buy different packages of. So I had wanted to do, um, you know, the, like the CD, and then I was going to have like handwritten lyrics. Those always seem to be like things people want. And then I was kind of going like, all right, how about coffee with Kaz? Like anywhere, like I was going to pimp Kaz out, right? Like I'd go to that <laughs> and I've been doing it. 
I'd still go. But I could definitely do like Jersey fries, like disco fries on the Jersey Shore. Like that would be like a thousand dollar perk. Like I don't know. Cheese fries with the whole band. Well, that's extra. Because <laughs> if I have to be with the rest of the band, you got to pay me extra. You could have either me or them. <laughs> I got to tell you, like, uh, you guys I, travel in separate vans to the show. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I would love to be like the Eagles. Like, I'll be Don Henley and you guys would be like Timothy B. Schmidt and everybody else. But, um, you guys have been to the Jersey Shore Festival, right? You've had the, the French fries on the boardwalk, which are absolutely garbage until around 1.30 in the morning. And then they magically turn into the greatest fries in the universe. This little thing called alcohol makes them taste a lot better. It's not. It's not even because I don't drink before I play. So it's like there's just something that happens, like something in the yellow number seven that they're cooking that cheese with. But it just at some point, it's just like, not yet now <laughs> and it just it melts and it like forms that coating it's like i don't know if this is paint or food like uh, oh yeah it could, it could be paint um it's good yeah g in the chat wants to know if you could explain what disco fries are no thank you <laughs> actually I, I i get it mixed up so there's alice fries there's disco fries and there's like a couple of variations. I think the disco fries are the mozzarella and the brown gravy. Yep. That sounds right. So good, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's, oh, that's like my road food. Are they waffle fries? No, animal. <laughs> <laughs> that's the. I do like waffle fries. I, I just, I mean, fries are just, they're so easy after a show. Mm -hmm. like, just, ugh. like if I'm not eating at Wawa, I'd rather be eating like fries off the Jersey Turnpike. Although South by Southwest food, my favorite food today. I was like just bumping into taco trucks in Austin. Like, all right, just two more. Okay. Just two more. All right. Just, this is the last two. I swear. Cause everywhere you go, it's a taco truck. It's like, ugh. I miss. That's like the only thing I miss about South by Southwest. Everything else can just go to hell. <laughs> All the crowds of people. We uh. Thousands of fans. Right. Are French fries gluten free? I'm just reading random uh, comments. French, French fries themselves are gluten free, but they tend to be in flour for some okay. reason a lot, especially sweet potato fries. So if you're uh, gluten conscious out there. Nice glue tarts as we are. Raise your hand. Got it. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> I love sweet potato fries. Right. You got to be careful because they're often coated. If you ever look at them and like, what are all these pock marks on it? That's flour. Mm. Found that out the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so waffle, curly, sweet potato, or old school? Old school. Old school fries. They're the best. What about you, you Annie? You always count on them. <laughs> that wasn't an option. That's not a fry. We all hate dots, but that's not a fry. It's like saying onion rings. Right. Curly. Curly. What about you, Rox? Either curly or old school. The big wedge. <laughs> big wedge. Steak fries. <laughs> I have um. I have jackknife stiletto trivia. 
I see a blank white paper. Oh, there we go. Oh, it's true. Why? Well, because I didn't. Honestly, I I do a lot of interviews. Um, and I can answer a single question for two hours if I want, or I can answer a, a few questions for two hours. Uh, but I was thinking, like, I actually know, like, some real jackknife little history. By the way, uh, happy anniversary to two of you, because it was five years ago today, apparently, that we all performed together. And I played the part of Roxy. <laughs> a much taller, <laughs> much more vocally singing... You believe that was five years ago? That's, That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. That's like. <laughs> that was not my trivia, by the way. I found that out after. <laughs> so. I would have failed that question. Did you find right? that out on Facebook memories? Yep. Thank God for time up. <laughs> so, I have seven questions. Uh oh. Okay. And I want to see if you guys can answer them. Some of them are easy. Some of them you should know. But I'm guessing like your fans watch this and I guarantee most of them don't know this. So here's, the first, here's the first one. So which member of Jack Knife Stiletto is the only local area musician to ever sit in on a Rebel 9 rehearsal? I'm going to go with Annie. Annie actually sang on stage with us when we did a Craving Strange uh, medley. She <laughs> sang last day, or <laughs> last day Alive uh, and she sang it apparently the way Jimmy always wanted it to sound, which really ruined Jimmy's night. <laughs> when when the medley included all the songs that Craving Strange was about to start playing. Yeah, no, that was the best part. <laughs> yeah. Here's four of the songs you're going to hear in a few minutes. Yeah. When they go on stage. We, we didn't do them all. I mean, we're not. Right. It was a tribute. Tribute. Right. right. Yeah, it was a CD release, so we just did all their songs. We didn't do anything on the new record. I don't think. No, right, because that was landmines, right? We didn't do anything off of landmines, so we were respectful. Um, okay, now this one. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's scared. This one is actually some Revel 9, like, lore, honestly. Like, this comes up all the time. <laughs> Which member of Trackknife Stiletto once suggested to Revel 9's drummer, Nadal, that he hits the symbols singles. incorrectly? <laughs> Telling me he's breaking them all. I was trying to help. Oh my god, it comes Last up time all I tried to help the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like from him, from us. Like he'll just be like, he'll crack a symbol and be like, you know, if you hit them correctly. <laughs> should have listened to me. No, he should have absolutely. But the best was just like how it went down, and like he came to find me afterwards, be like, just told me I don't hit my drums right. <laughs> What exactly did she say? She said, I hit my symbols incorrectly. And I was like. <laughs> Definitely didn't use those words. <laughs> he, uh, some of his, some of his stories are great because they're his version of what just happened, which has no basis <laughs> or it's based in reality, but it's not actually what happened. He's usually, he's usually good. <laughs> You want to hear the real version, or should we just move on? I don't know, man. I kind of like the legend version, but I'll, I'm definitely down for the real version. Because <laughs> I have practice on Thursday, so. <laughs> what did you actually do to him? What did you do to him? So what I remember 
was him being all mad and upset and going, oh, I always break my symbols. They're all broken. Ah! Yep. So far, 100% accurate. Yep. And, and near to tears. And I'm like, little <laughs> smash. Yeah. I was like, well, how are you hitting them? And then he showed me. And I was like, like this. Maybe, maybe try like this. Maybe yeah. you won't break his money. Give it a shot. What'd you tell him? Like, the swoop. <laughs> swoop. Swoop. Got a swoop. That's not very punk of you, by the way. No. <laughs> That's more classically trained. I expect more from a punk drummer. I am classically trained, but I still have all my original symbols. None of them are broken. <laughs> Just saying. Malfunk. No need for symbol endorsement, Zildjian. You heard it here first. <laughs> well, she might need a mic endorsement, though, if she keeps dropping that. <laughs> Uh, all right, this is an easy one. Uh, Revel, uh, Jack Knife Stiletto played the Revel 9 CD release of the Reality Crush, which was our last record, which was almost five years ago. Uh, what uh, Revel 9 song did Jack Knife Stiletto cover at that CD release? Oh, I know. Okay, uh, you in the red. Okay, um, it was San Jose. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Excellent I choice. What? I said I forgot we did that. I know, right? That was fun. Maybe we should put that back in our uh, repertoire. We'll just keep you, stealing songs from you. I am so fine because you will go way further on anything that I write than I did. What was cool about that was that night I was told that we were all going to do a different, like a song from another band. And uh, then it became apparent that I had been lied to because all the bands were playing uh, Rebel Nine songs because it was our CD release, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then, so not only had I been lied to about that, but then Jimmy from Craving had just gotten back from China. They just did a tour of China and came back and played my CD release the next day. Jimmy looked me right in the face and said, "I'm sorry, man. We just didn't get a chance to work on anything." And about 20 minutes later, played another mistake, which and they did a great job. But he got off stage. I was like, uh, "Hey, man." How about that lie you told me, like, right to my face? Like, right, I saw it with my own eyes, like, <laughs> 20 minutes ago. He's like, yeah, man, that happens. <laughs> yeah, like, and then LTOB had uh, Blackie come in and... Yeah, they so, did Quiet Mind. Yeah, that was really cool, too. Yeah, they did that a good job, cool. considering how much they did not like me, personally. But I thought it was... <laughs> well, half the band. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. Um, all right, question number four. I even have a Roxy one, by the way, which actually took some work. This is not it. <laughs> uh, question number four. What, uh, <laughs> what member of Jack Knight Stiletto has been fired by a member of Rebel 9? And how many times has she been fired? <laughs> 8,000. It's been a lot. I know I fired you twice when I was rehearsing with you guys. And I think I fired you from the stage at KJ's once, but I don't remember what the reason was. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> Obviously, I have no real standing in Jackknife because you're there and I'm here. So. <laughs> but, uh, I fired you because you didn't show up in fishnets. I would have if they come, came in that size. And if they do come in that size, please stop making them in that <laughs> <laughs> Fish nuts are not supposed to be in that size. They say one size fits all. No, no, they don't. <laughs> they 
They definitely don't fit this. Um, oh, okay. Which member of Jackknife Stiletto once took lessons from Rebel Nine's very own cast? Danny. And what'd you learn? No. cheese fries. Ah, oh, that's a good lesson. What? Cheese fries. cheese fries. Oh, I said modes. Modes. <laughs> that's it? That's all you got? Kaz is actually a very good teacher. Kaz is a very good dude. The problem with him is that he's completely out of his mind. So, like, you know, he's very good and he's very kind. He's very detailed and he's very uh, method-based. Like, he, he, uh, you know, you know, those, like, those internet tests you take, or like, I don't even know, like, which Buffy character you are or whatever. And so he had posted the results of one. I didn't even take it. But he posted the results and he's like, I got wisdom. And I got to tell you, you know when something catches your eye because it's just wrong in the world? You know, like a cat with 12 legs, like that kind of thing. Like, that caught my eye. Like, what just happened? Like, I have to take this test. So I walked into band practice that time and referred to him as wisdom, as if he was in, you know, like, uh, like Cypress Hill or whatever. But I was like, I was talking to him like, I equate a lot of qualities with Kaz like he's 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 loyal he's diligent like he really does stay on task and I said in the entire time I've known you I've never really felt like you just dropped any wisdom on me and he looks me dead in the face he's like you only see what I want you to see and I was like that's the most wise thing you've, <laughs> you've ever said to me <laughs> oh Kaz he's great him and his white broccoli and every caricature of himself like, he has become such a famous, like, character. Like, he could just be on Rick and Morty or, like, you know, Family Guy. And people would be like, oh, my God, it's Cass. Like, <laughs> and not be surprised, really. Be like, oh, there he is. I think he needs to be on Bob's Burgers. He could be on Bob's Burgers. I could see that. <laughs> I'll mention it to him. He's got to be, like, running one of the, uh, like, the games here. Oh, yeah. That would work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so here's all the cheese fries on the pier. <laughs> and I have not had a cheese fry since the last time I was in Jersey. You can have one, one cheese fry. Oh, I would take it. <laughs> By the way, there's a petition starting in the chat for you to wear fishnets, DJ. There's no way they don't make them. I mean, maybe if I glued four fishnets together. Oh, maybe like actual fishnets that they catch fish in. I could wear one of those. Like from like Finding Nemo. There's fishnets like, on the drums. Maybe. That looks about my size. My thighs roughly. Uh-oh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. That could work. That's roughly my thigh size. Hold all the wires out. Uh-oh. Melanie, graceful as ever. <laughs> well, I had to drop out of ballet class. Yeah, that's that's why. <laughs> All right, here's my Roxy question. <laughs> so Roxy famously does not talk a lot. Like I don't know if you know it's famous, but we do. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of you uh, ladies, but Roxy just doesn't. She doesn't talk a lot, and that's fine. But it's kind of different than the other two of you. <laughs> so, so here's my trivia question. During a 2019 show at Revolution in Amityville, New York, Roxy of Jackknife Stiletto said two words to me. What were they? Was it Can I take a guess? It was oh hi. 
I don't think I got the buy. I got oh hi. <laughs> My guess was gonna be f off. No, no, no. Roxy's <laughs> always very nice. Like there's always a smile to be had. Just that's no, what you think. No verbal communication at all. She's always having a good time. Just always sitting there. She's usually watching a band or doing something. And I like walked right up to her and I like got like really close. I was like, oh hi. And that was it. And I was like, she spoke to me. <laughs> I talked to Roxy. People didn't even believe me. It was like I had seen Bigfoot would have gone over easier than I spoke to Roxy. Yeah. All right. Why is everyone asking about a couch? I don't know. The couch? <laughs> Show us the couch, please. I have no idea. Okay. I have one last one. All right. Um, what questionable establishment in Houston, Texas, did Annie Stoic suggest Rebel 9 play at during their last tour to South by Southwest? <laughs> and... And has DJ ever forgiven her for it? Uh, so, super, super happy Funland. Did super you not have an fun awesome land. fun time when you were there? Um, no, I did not have an awesome fun time. When I was there. Everything else about it and around it was fun. Um, I had to answer my band because they were like, "Why didn't any tell you?" like about this place and i like annie's annie's one of like my closest friends and i'm like i can only assume it's because she's evil and me <laughs> now there's right there's so much like there's like even without even describing what that place was like there were so many things as we were there and we played it first of the people that were at south by that that year so we were friends with the Black Clouds who were in town and Craving Strange was also in town, both playing it after us. So I messaged Dan from the Black Clouds. I'm like, hey, man, I know you're playing here Wednesday. Let me give you a little bit of advice. And I just laid into him. He's like, all right, cool. I appreciate it. So I messaged Jimmy, I'm like, who's playing there like the Thursday or whatever. I'm like, Jimmy, we're at Super Happy Funland. Um, I, I, I like you or I was like, I got I to talk to you about Super Happy Funland. And Jimmy's like, don't tell me anything. And I was like, okay. <laughs> now, Jimmy loved it. His band did not. And his band was correct. <laughs> we loved it. <laughs> yeah. Why? How? What? I mean, dude, okay. there were like dirty, raggedy and dolls all over the room. It, it Like the smoke machine had cat piss in it. Ew. Like, yeah, I know. Didn't you guys steal the rabbit? They were still mad about the rabbit. Turtle. Turtle, sorry. No. He gave it to us. We didn't see Did he? <laughs> Not the story we got. Well, we do have, we do have a big you find Waldo on the wall before you could sound check? I don't know. I was spending as much time outside as possible. <laughs> it was so gross. Like it was just like I I I feel like I've been in like hospitals and stuff that I would just assume like rub my face around on the wall. I wouldn't touch anything in this place. They're like, you have your own microphone. I'm like, damn right I do. <laughs> like, in fact, I'm not even taking your microphone off the stand. I'm just going to put mine here and sing next to it. It was so gross. And uh, I'm going to find a place grosser one day and send you guys there. <laughs> now we know not to go anywhere, DJ. But you won't know when. You won't know when. Never, I'll set, ever. I'll set it up. Anywhere. 
I'd be like, you guys should play this cool place, Madison Square Garden. Okay, cool, thanks. You should play this place. It's the, the Palladium. Oh, all right, awesome. You should play this place. It's Tony's Basement. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll set it up. I'll get you. I just, I, 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 I've never had anybody send me to a show like that before or since. And I've been to some doozies. <laughs> I, I have never walked into a place before and been like, oh, my God. <laughs> right. Have you, ever, have you ever played a place where there were more dogs than people? No, I would love that. Where is that? No, it was scary looking dogs. Oh. Like they wanted to bite your face off. I think I would rather have that than puppies. Super Super Happy Funland was pretty tough. I would play with puppies. Like 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 mean puppies. <laughs> they were chasing us to the van while we were trying to unload. <laughs> I think one got in the van. That's crazy. But you know what? It's been, you know, quite a while since you played that show and you're still talking about it. So I yeah. think it was a great thing because yeah. you had years of stories and content because of that. Of course. Of course you would say that. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Like I've definitely gotten mileage from that. Like even the fact that we were supposed to play there twice. We were supposed to play there on the Tuesday and then Friday on the way out of town. And it was so bad that some friends of mine that actually do an online show in Houston had called me, like called me on the phone and were like, you can't play that place. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'll play anywhere. They're like, you don't want to play that place. We'll give you a show on Friday so you don't have to play it. And they set us up at a place called the Acadia, which to date was one of the best clubs I have ever played in my entire life. And they asked us to stay and play the next night because they had a sold out show. And half my band was like, no, we got to get home. I was like, what? What What happened? <laughs> um, so chat's been hacked. Yeah, it's been hacked by some weird couch sale. But I just um, hit and reported all of those people that were talking about the couch. So if you, uh, yeah. So that, that my couch isn't for sale. Yeah, no couches are for sale. I don't even have a couch. I'm sitting on the floor. Wait, is he gone? Because I have a couch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as long as, as long as is his name really Bryce? I don't know, but I banned Bryce. Bryce isn't allowed in anymore. Bryce. <laughs> way to go, like Bryce. Doing it for everyone. <laughs> Trying to have a nice show, talking about couches. It's always somebody. Yeah, which, you know, speaking of couches, at Super Happy Funland, they were like, oh, you guys can stay here and sleep on all these nice couches, blah, blah. Nope. We are like, nope. I'm just going to go in the van. And right. One of the bands get... from Canada actually stayed there. It was playing the show so. with us. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm going to get my typhoid, herpes, and syphilis the natural way. They were all very nice there, though. I mean, we had a great show there, too. It's just like the scenery there was just like, you know, it's it's something to talk about. <laughs> it, it is. I've just never seen anything like that. Like, I don't even know how it continues to operate. I don't it's, know. If it's, it's still up. Well, I mean, because yeah, it was it huge. <laughs> it, it is was, huge. It, it was huge. It was like if you took like I don't know, like Revolution, and basically like threw all your crap from childhood that you ever threw out in there, but like put it up. <laughs> all of Annie's beanie babies. 
Right. You know, because they had the they had the giant remember the giant raggedy end all like the minute you walked in? It wasn't even like a good one. It was all like kind of stained a little bit, like, like off-putting, like 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 Chucky's, you know, weird stepsister kind of thing. It was I mean, like I just it was like and it was dark. It was dark and it smelled and it was hot and it was like this is it. This is how I'm gonna die. Like this is really this is this this is the end. This is this is how we're gonna do this. Like, I mean, and it, it was such a weird trip anyway. Like, that was my first, that was my first, like, really long trip with the guys. And, uh, like, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I, I would do it again, but, like, I would go into it, like, way smarter. I also never let them drive the van ever. And I let them drive for part of it, uh, for part of this, because you can't go, like, it's 24 hours. Like, you just can't, you can't do that, like, on your own. And, like, I would let them drive, and it turns out the two of my guys can only drive during the day, which is, like, cool. I've got two of my grandmas in the band, which is awesome. And then Tony would drive at night, but Tony has anger issues. Like, we were coming up the ten ten uh, Tennessee Turnpike, Parkway, something, and we were driving. We're, like, in the middle lane, and there's two pickup trucks doing about 90 miles an hour ahead of us that are obviously having a fight. Like, they're arguing back and forth. So Tony steps on the gas pedal of my van, by the way, <laughs> to try and catch up to them. And we're like, dude, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, Tony's literally about to insert himself in a fight between two rednecks with a pickup truck, probably shotguns. And I'm like, dude, stop. stop. And that that was my co-pilot. <laughs> I was. Th- <sighs> Did you have a trailer? No, because I didn't want to bring a trailer to it. So I thought that was going to be too much with parking and all that other stuff. I have incredible parking anxiety because of all the times I used to play in the city and like we like missing sound check because I couldn't find a place to park. So I have terrible road anxiety <laughs> from that. And I just knew anything with a trailer would just make it worse. So we shoved everything into the van, which was also not a great, <laughs> not a great idea because nobody could really ever sleep. Like some of the other bands went down, they like had less gear and stuff like that. But we also had a full show. So we couldn't even bring just like some gear. We had to bring everything. And it was just, I mean, we, we just did it all wrong. Like, I mean, suffice it to say, like, I, I wouldn't do it that way again. Well, yeah, that's what, uh, whenever, you know, we'll get like two shows and we're like, oh, these are back right. I'm like, yeah, but, okay, that's great. But we have five other shows on the right. way there and back that require all of our gear. So it's like, either you have to contact every band at a show and be like, Hey, if we only bring this and this, can you right. provide this and hope that they're reliable and show up and do, you know, so it's, it's tough. Yeah. To it's every it. band's favorite thing too, to be asked, Hey man, do you mind if we borrow your gear? It's like, yeah, I very much mind. <laughs> it's actually funny. We, uh, we play with this band. We play with them a bunch, actually, um, a Pennsylvania band. Uh, they're, uh, they're called auto erotica. I think I saw Jared in the chat before, uh, which reminded me of this story. Um, they backline for us a lot when we play with them, but not only that, like their drummer, like lets you use like his snare and his cymbals. He doesn't, he doesn't even care. Like it is the most backlined I've ever been in my entire life. And my drummer, last time we played with him, he was like, I don't know why we had to bring all my gear. I'm like, are you really complaining right now? Like the dude just let you use absolutely everything. We're not even pulling it out of the van. It's not costing you anything except the trip down the stairs from the studio. He was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I'm just thinking, like, he's going to destroy these symbols. You can get on there. Ah! 
Well, actually, the first time we ever played a show with Midnight Mob, I booked them in Staten Island at Dock Street. And we didn't know them at the time. Um, they showed up. They put, like, all of their gear in front of the stage and not, like, off to the side. So they had a guitar boat in the middle of the floor, all this. And then I think it was, I forgot, I don't know which one of us came up to me, like, right before they're on they're like i just blew my head can i use your stuff i'm like love it i don't know you, oh you broke your gear you want to break right. mine now you know right. so it's you like, just blew your head <laughs> like, yeah. i don't want you using mine now yeah <laughs> the best is when you're on tour and you show up and the local band asks if they can borrow your gear I've had that happen. <laughs> like, like you live around the corner, literally. Right. <laughs> this is not how this works at all. You're just like, right. you're never getting out of this town, are you, Billy? Like, yeah. <laughs> I love Dock Street, by the way. I, I had a I had a great time at Dock Street. I um it must have been like I don't know, eight or nine years ago now. We played there. It was the first time we ever played there. And we walk in, it was like kind of like a nice place, but they had like garden gnomes around the stage. They're like three garden gnomes. They're really like the Travelocity gnome. And I didn't really think anything of it, but I'm watching some of the bands and stuff. And the band before us is like a real hardcore punk band. But it was the band before us, so like I didn't get to see them because I go off to, to change and do my vocal warm-ups and stuff like that. So everything's fine when I leave. They start up. It's cool. Like, you just see how hardcore it is. Crowd's starting to get, like, you know, kind of antsy. So I come back at the very end of their set. I walk in. All three garden gnomes are destroyed. There's just broken gnome everywhere. <laughs> like, and I'm like, what kind of show? <laughs> like, what, are we, what are we about to get in here? It's also the very first time I took a shot on stage. Because I don't drink when I sing. But uh, it was the first time and we were doing another mistake. And we were closing with another mistake. And somebody bought us a shot. I was like, it's our last song. So somebody bought us a shot. And I was like, it's the last song. What could possibly happen? The song's two and a half minutes long. I took a shot, but I had also sweated out every liquid I had had for the past 48 hours. So that went to every cell in my body immediately, including my brain. I got to the second verse and I was like, somebody should be singing now, man. <laughs> so I did not do that again. <laughs> I learned a lot of lessons that night in Staten Island. Great equalizer. I remember going in there once and I'm like, oh, they got new ceiling fans. Wow. And then they were pulled down. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a statin thing. Hey, that's nice. Oh, fan. <laughs> they finally got them here. Cool. And I was like, gone. They were pulled down that night. And I'm like, okay, never mind about those. <laughs> you guys ever play a place called Cherry Street Station in Connecticut? I've heard of it, but I, I don't think I played there. It's such a great dive. Like, first of all, it's literally on the wrong side of the tracks. Like, it's like the train runs right behind it. Like, like, but it's a place where you walk in. It's a total metal and like hardcore punk club. And you walk in. I, when I walked in, the stage is like right there. But right next to the stage is a broken air conditioner, a bicycle, two PA speakers with holes in it. And one of the old PAs like leaning up against the side. And I just looked at Kaz and I was like, this is going to be a good show, man. <laughs> like you just size up the room. But we were opening that night. And again, it was like all hard metal bands. We were playing with um, 
it was OFNR radio and we were playing with like uh, Fear the Masses and, and um, damn, I can't remember the other band, but a couple other bands. But um, so we're going to open and we always used to open with San Jose and the first line in San Jose is started with a kiss and it's not very rock. <laughs> like it just isn't. It's very not metal. And Kaz is like, we're just about to play. He's like, I don't think we should open with San Jose. I'm like, why not? And he's like, because there's two chicks in here with deicide shirts on. I don't think it's going to go over very well. <laughs> and I was like, without it is, all right. <laughs> I'd never been intimidated out of doing a song before. I've been intimidated into doing a song. <laughs> I've had people much bigger than me demand songs. I had Carly from Midnight Mob demand, demand we do San Jose uh, because she missed it. And I was so afraid of her that we played it again. So, um, we, I was going to say, uh, before, um, when you announced that you were coming on here, we got a little, uh, feedback of how when you come on other people's show and then you end up interviewing them instead of us interviewing you, and then you did show up with questions for us. So Roxy has a flash round for you. That you're only allowed to do short answers for. This is impossible. Yeah. <laughs> short answer being defined as less than 10 minutes? Yes. I will try. 10 words. So this, also, this also counts words. towards my word total of Roxy's that I've been spoken to. Exactly. So that was also it. So Roxy's going to ask you just random, random questions. Great. Very random. You ready? No. (laughs) Sure. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Oh, invisibility. That's easy. Okay. What's your favorite TV show? Um, oh, uh, um, The Last Airbender. Best gift you've ever received. Uh, I'm feeling so much pressure. Best gift I ever received. Oh, when I was a kid, my dad sent me $150 brand new singles. I was like 10. And in the scope of my life, it's probably not the best thing ever. But I got to tell you, man, 10 years old, it's like, I'm going to go to my drawer and get me some money. And just doing that, I'm going to go buy some baseball cards, some gum. That was a really good couple of months. I really enjoyed that. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with that one. Nice. Okay. What's your spirit animal? Uh, I'm going to go with a sloth. <laughs> I did that in a charades thing. <laughs> <laughs> How do you charade a sloth? Is it just like... I just laid on the chair. Ah, perfect. <laughs> I like uh, the nature shows, like whenever they do the sloth and it's like, and he hears the sloth call of his mate. And like, you just see him getting it on the tree and the guy's like, this is going to take a while. <laughs> you got more? Um, 
What's your favorite movie? It's hard to say, but let me see. I'm biased because I was literally just watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with my daughter because uh, she turned it on at the scene where uh, where they're going over the death button and and <laughs> he, asked, he asked for tape. And the guy's like, you just hear him like out in the back. He's like, yeah, I guess scotch tape would work. Well, why would you ask that scotch tape would work? I just love that movie. Um, favorite movie though. Might have to go with like Beverly Hills Cop. I don't know. I feel like I'm taking this question way too seriously. Like all the other movies are gonna die if I don't answer them. It might. See, now how am I supposed to live with that? Pick wisely. Hunt for Rack. Don't screw this up, DJ. True romance. They're so good. A couple of Harry Potters are really good. Damn. I feel like I should phone a friend. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Men in Black's good. Which Harry Potter house would you be in? Oh, I, I'd be in Ravenclaw. It's lame, but I would be. I never saw Harry Potter. I'm sorry, what? I was going to go with <laughs> Slytherin. I wouldn't be in Slytherin. First of all, I, I'm not conniving enough at all. I'm also not that, um, like, it's why I couldn't be in Gryffindor. Like, I'm not that either. I'd be in Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. Like, just, but probably not even Hufflepuff. Just like, I'd be in the, I'd be in the nerdiest house for sure. <laughs> what would now, your other would, band members be in? They wouldn't, they, it's a school. They wouldn't be in it at all. <laughs> you honestly think there are invitations right now heading towards Kaz to. Kaz would actually be like, I don't know like what any ground. of this means. How, how is that true? How do you not, how do you not know? Like, how do you, how do you not, how do you get out of seeing Harry Potter? I mean, it was everywhere for like 10 years, like even accidentally, you know, like. Nope. No interest in it either? Not really. Well, they're good what, movies. what? They're really good movies. They're really good books too. Like they're really well written. Um, but this the story of it's like just it's kind of cool and like endearing. You like you like it. Like it's about friendship and stuff. So all right. So obviously you hate Harry Potter, Roxy. But like I what? I didn't say movies? I hated it. No, no. <laughs> I I'm implying that from your tone. <laughs> what? What movies don't you hate? Like what? What movie Jack do you Brothers, like? Brothers, Back to the Future. Oh, I love Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, I screwed up really badly the other day with uh, Order of the Phoenix. I referred to something that had happened because I thought my daughter had seen the movie. She just looked at me. She's like, that happened? And I was like, no. <laughs> uh, but we were watching Back to the Future not too long ago. Because she's, she's 14, so I got to like catch her up on all these other movies and stuff. Like We just made her watch Independence Day on Independence Day, and it took like three days to watch it. I was like, you're going to like it. It's Will Smith. It's really funny. He's got the scene where he gets the alien in the desert, punches him in the face and stuff like that. So she once she starts laughing, she's like into a movie. But like her favorite movie currently is Spaceballs. And it's like, so we're watching it. And and Lone Star, who's the president in uh, Independence Day, I'm like, I just turned on like, that dude's going to be president in about a week. <laughs> so that's how I got her to watch, uh, watch that. And I do like Step Brothers. Step Brothers is really fun. 
so much room for activities. No, no, there's not. But there's room here for activities, and that's mm -hmm. there's no room in Mel's house for activities. <laughs> <laughs> there's stuff. He added a xylophone to the room today because <laughs> there was zero room yesterday. Let's add more stuff into it. Why a xylophone? Because she doesn't ever play it, so let's put it in the room. <laughs> Is she really going to get the xylophone? I don't think she could get it because it's not really movable. Well, she just left. <laughs> or I think she's probably playing it, but the microphone's probably not going to pick it up. Oh, you didn't hear that? No. no. Oh, play louder. Wonderful tune. Do it again. Well, here it is. Yeah, you're going to lose all your wires again. <laughs> Only worth it. Yeah. So why did you come, uh, why do you have a xylophone? Well, it was in my hallway. I just put it in the studio now. I'm trying yeah. to get all the musical instruments into the music room. Let me, let me rephrase that. Why did you have a xylophone? Oh, I had it since college. I had to, um, I had to play xylophone for my recitals. Really? To be a music teacher. Yeah. I have never known a xylophonist, like, yeah. personally. I'm sorry I fired you, Mel. <laughs> You're rehired. You're rehired. You know what? I've given it some thought. You want xylophone on your next album? Let me know. <laughs> you know what? If anybody could put a, a xylophone on a record, it is definitely me. <laughs> did you um have your um? Did you watch Jaws yet? With your dog? Uh, I did not. That's a fourth. That's a fourth of July movie. It's oh, a wow. scary as hell movie, and I also don't need her turning into some shark loving freak. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> I am still traumatized by Jaws. I'm a grown ass man. That scene where she goes swimming, by the way, swimming naked at night, I mean, like, we all know the rule, right? Like, don't. Right. <laughs> like, don't do that. Like, ever. Only swim naked in broad daylight. We know that. Right. That's what I think. I mean, or let somebody else go first. Like, one or the other. Like, that 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 scene alone still just terrifies me. Like when she's like, <laughs> like right before she goes under, it's like cool. I'm never going in the water or seeing fish or anything like that. Like I had such a hard time at the aquarium because you just the sharks are at eye level there, and it's just like, just like this glass is good, right? Like, <laughs> oh, the best thing is that the Atlantis and the Bahamas when you take the slide straight down, it goes under the Shark Tank. Yeah, see, I will never know that. That right there is uh, my version of Roxy's Harry Potter movie, because I will never see that. <laughs> Annie, have you done that? You've been there, right? I didn't do it. Oh. I probably saw the sharks, going. <laughs> She's hanging out on the side, talking to the sharks. I think the most, uh, the scariest uh, part of Jaws is when they show the head under the boat, in the boat when he's underwater, and the head pops out of the boat. That's yeah. like the worst scene. That's it's it's a pretty brutal movie. Like, I don't want it remade because I think it's perfectly done the way it was. Yeah. Can you imagine like what that would look like with some of the really crazy like CGI stuff they could do? Yeah, like, it doesn't need that. It doesn't need it. And I I had seen a post actually a couple of weeks ago that I really thought was really kind of insightful, even though even if it wasn't trying to be, but it was saying like, hey, let's stop remaking great movies. Let like because they were already great. Like let's make some movies that had great ideas that just didn't work out. And I was like, that's that's really what people should be doing because they keep remaking like the same great movies. Like I get it, and like I'm not a big like comic movie guy. Like I I, I like Marvel. I mean, 
I know on the last new to you show, I made the mistake of conflating DC and Marvel and Jesus Christ, <laughs> the hell I got for that. I like, I think I mentioned like wonder woman, like in a Marvel kind of thing. And they were just like, what? Like, did he just like like it was a real honest to god faux pas on my part but like i they keep remaking the, these movies i mean i like the the marvel sequence now because they're not doing that but like there's a lot a lot of spider-man like a lot a lot and i think that maybe they should just like remake something else that like maybe had like a real small budget or something that could really just like was a solid idea and just never really got a chance but I guess nobody wants to do that because it's just too easy to go the other way. Are, are you watching the Marvel movies in order? <sighs> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> are you watching them backwards? I sent no. you the list. I sent you, you did send list. me the list. There's also like 30 other lists <laughs> like and rhymes and reasons of why you do stuff. Basically what it is is um, so like so I have three kids. And I've gone through like different series series of movies with all of them. And um, I feel like Charlotte has like really, she missed the boat on a lot of classics. Uh, she's also not super into movies. She, she is a, she watches cooking shows and she watches conspiracy theory shows. And that's kind of it. Oh, it's Mel and Roxy. Right. No, no. She, you like, <laughs> she could hang out with you guys tomorrow. But like, that's what you like. But I'm trying to get her like caught up on stuff. So I spent all summer getting her like into the Star Wars universe. Like real, like we're all the way up to the, the Rise of Skywalker. So we're like, that took a long time. And we've been watching some of the Marvel movies completely out of order. And it wasn't really on purpose. Like I had seen Iron Man and Iron Man 2 when they came out and that was fine. But like we watched um, Ant-Man and the Wasp not too long ago. She, I mean, she and I, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, we, we could watch those movies all day long. Like, again, like, even this the scene with the, uh, with, um, forgetting his character, the guy that plays Merle in um, The Walking Dead, where he, he's, like, he's floating down, he's got, like, the parachute or whatever, is, and he's like, yeah, you, you look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Like, just... <laughs> Like, I don't want to take that away from her because she so loves the movies mm -hmm. that the order is less important. And she's watched both Guardians of the Galaxies at least 10 times. So it's in there. Mm -hmm. And I think I think she's seen Iron Man once, but she hasn't seen any. We've been, like, floating the idea, like, all right, you want to watch this one? You want to watch Thor? And she's like, mm. So it's like, I'm trying to figure it out around her. But at some point, you know... Uh, I, I like I used to hope to get like a really bad like pneumonia or something so I could take like a few days off and like watch all these movies but I haven't been sick like that in years I mean you would think like now's the time like really but right. figure if I get sick now I have to watch like the Mandalorian or something like that so <laughs> I have plans for being really ill and I'm not ill yet so right where my life's at <laughs> um Rox you got any more questions sure um dark chocolate or milk chocolate dark who would play you in the movie of your life probably jimmy and you'd probably do a much better job uh who would oh who's the dude is it ethan hawk no steven dorf steven dorf from uh blade i think he could play me perfectly he'd have to put on like 300 pounds but other than that i think he's he's right in the pocket 
Nice. <laughs> got anything else? I, I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> you got any randos? Quick. Questions in the chat about surfing. Do you surf, DJ? Do I look like I surf? <laughs> I, I just see all these questions about you surfing in Long Beach. So Holy cow, couch surfing. Not. Couch surfing. No. <laughs> I want to know boxers or briefs now. Absolutely not. <laughs> what is happening in this chat? I don't know, man. It, it got weird after the couch incident. <laughs> well, that was Bryce's fault. <laughs> Damn, Bryce. Bryce is actually <laughs> definitely bryce it's not even a name oh that's blaine that's from uh pretty in pink right when uh she's coming out with blaine and, and john cryer's like blaine it's a major appliance that's not a name <laughs> i do miss my john hughes movies um oh, ferris bueller might be my favorite movie of all time i have to go back that far i know you guys were waiting on that yeah, um, there is a, uh, a a question in the chat. Aside from Super Happy Funland, what's been your weirdest show? Oh, that was all of my weirdest shows. Okay, all right. Now let's see what um. Oh, uh, we played a show once in Queens, and it was like one of those bars where it's the bar up front, and then you go through a door, and then there's like the stage room. I think it was Lucky Saloon or Lucky 13 or something like that. Um, and we walked in and it was the Christmas party for a motorcycle club. Now, we aren't really a motorcycle band. We just, that's not our demographic like at all. And we knew it and they knew it. And we went on to play. Oh, no, I saw the way it was all set up, and I saw exactly how it happened. The whole bar room was full, and the room where the band was going to play was completely empty, except that's where they had the buffet. So I sussed it all out. They also had the monitors. This won't mean anything to anybody but a but band member. They had the monitors attached to the mains chained together. So I basically I had a main facing me as a vocal monitor. So it just fed back the entire night. I ended up pulling my microphone all the way back where the drums were but i sussed all this out early and like i said before like i don't drink uh when i play um and i walked right up to the bar and i was like let me get a double kettle one and my band was like what's happening right now and i'm like oh just wait just just, just wait but that that was weird because we spent the entire show playing for one person at a time coming in filling their plate with food and then walking back out and closing the door <laughs> We weren't even headlining. Off the Turnpike was headlining that show. <laughs> maybe maybe that could be a way that shows can happen again now. One person at a time comes in, listen to the band, get some food. And, and yeah, you know, I would play for one person at a time if they were at all into it. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I don't want everybody in the world to be like G. I mean, like, you guys know G, right? Like, so, but like, she would be, if you could only play for one person, like, that's a show. <laughs> Like, I remember standing with, uh, I was standing next to Ian uh, from Pedestrian Knockdown when they were still a band. We are standing there, and somebody was playing, and she was just doing, like, her hurricane thing, typhoon 
dance tribute thing that she does. And Ian just looks at me, he's like, she's never seen a bad show, has she? And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do one person at a time. Everybody else would just stand there. Like, what else are you going to do? Like, I don't, I don't even know what it's going to look like going forward. Like, I don't know at what point people are going to be like, cool, let's all hang out again. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, I see some shows around here that are like kind of doing it on the sly and stuff like, but that's, what are you guys doing, man? Like, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know what it's going to look like going forward. I'm not, I'm not at all encouraged by anything I'm seeing, you know, and I yeah. sad. Well, uh, see, we'll see what happens, but um, I guess we're going to, or what do, you, what do you got now? Uh, no, I was going to say actually um, the, uh, audio company that I work for. We've been working some shows out out east um, at the end of the island and um, it's all like outdoor venues. Right. And I mean, they're just being super strict with like, they have partitions up between the tables and you can you can stand up and dance if you want at your table, but you can't right. go up to the stage. You have to keep your mask on. You can only take your mask off if you're sitting at your table eating and drinking. You get right. up, you put it back on. No one goes up to the stage. There's no like dance area. So it's everyone just sitting at their tables and listening to the band, but it's all cover bands. So it's going to be like the exact opposite like we've been doing for years. And we're like, hey, come on, come on up to the stage. Yeah. Now it's going to be like, whoa, 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 get away. Go sit stage. down. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away. Yeah. But I mean, at least, you know, it's happening. The shows are going great. And like, you know, people are coming out to listen to the music. They just have to sit at their tables. Yeah, I, and I think that, that that might be a way. Like, I know that people are starting to do, like, driving things or outdoor on the patio and stuff like that. I just don't – I don't know how that's going to look for, you know, like, certainly bands like ours. Like, our next show is going to be our CD release. Like, that would have been a sold-out experience. So, it's like uh, – like, we're seriously considering doing, like, a 25-person show in a 400-person venue and live streaming it. Like – is that is that is that gonna work like i i don't know i i, I haven't seen anybody else do it yet which sucks because i don't want to go first and have everybody like well we're not gonna do that <laughs> i don't want to be that guy well, but it's also a question of like is it um profitable for the venue to even host that like because they have to pay for their electricity they have to pay their sound engineer their bartenders their right you know everything else well, we would, work, we would that. work that out. I mean, right. we would work that out. Like, because we would sell tickets to the live stream. We would sell, like, higher price tickets to be there in person. Like, yeah. we would we would make it, like, it, it's never been, like, it's, we have never been able to be like, yeah, come see Rebel 9. Like, nah, that's all right. But, like, if it's like, come see Rebel 9 and, oh, there's, you know, camel riding or whatever. Like, cool, that's awesome. I'll go do that. You know, I'll so if we, that's what I'm saying. See, like, that's how we and get cheese fries. Shows. Don't forget the cheese fries. Right. So uh, we can build a show just based on those two things. And Rebel 9 is also playing. You don't even have to like, play. I mean, just camel rides and cheese fries. And well, see, that's the, that's the thing. If you're going to get the camels and the cheese fries, you're going to have to listen to Rebel 9. And that really should be the takeaway <laughs> from tonight. Where only one person can come in at a time, get their cheese fries, dance a little right. bit, and then get out. Well, I'm thinking they'd be on the camel. Do you sanitize the camel humps between people? <laughs> uh, I wonder if we could do that. <laughs> You're up front. No, you two humps between. What is the social humping distance? Is it two <laughs> humps? Like, I don't know what the... I'm sure there's somebody I could ask. <laughs> yeah. Where's Bryce? Bryce? Bryce. <laughs> Bryce, how long is a camel? Bryce. Bryce. Slacking. 
Uh, well, on that note, you are you do have new music out. They do, and you have a new album ready to go. Wait, can, is it's available for pre-order now? Correct. This little gem right here is available for pre-order. Ooh, uh... One of the coolest parts about the artwork was we had like the the concept was like a fallen angel on the back, and it used to be a black and white picture. Wait, and then I was, and then I was like, "Can you put some red on it?" And then I looked at, it, I was like, "Great, Annie's on the back of the record." <laughs> but this, does it look the same? Yeah, same. I mean, we got you a couple of wings and did your roots a little bit. No offense. <laughs> Jimmy tried to do my roots. Yeah, Jimmy's slacking, man. Yeah, kind of right. Like it kind of looks like her a little bit. Yes, this is available at Rebel9.com for pre-order only because I have the physical copies. They will be going out in, are we in August yet? No, we're still oh, in July. So I'll be going out probably the end of August. Camel included. Camel included, maybe. One lucky winner. I should do that. I should actually just send. <laughs> It'll be somebody that doesn't want it. I'll be like, what the? I hate Rebel9. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right well thank you guys for uh tuning in on facebook thank you dj for joining us um check My out pleasure. revel9.com and we'll uh see you soon and keep an eye out on what the cd release party is going to be like so nobody we'll knows nobody knows but we'll see what happens anybody's got any suggestions you can uh email me over at <laughs> band at revel9.com that'd be good yeah, send a camel. Yep, camel's welcome. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming. All right, bye, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Music Monday Hangouts with Jackknife Stiletto. Be sure to subscribe and click that notification bell so you never miss out on future podcasts. If you'd like to support our band, please share this podcast and our music with your friends and check out our merch store at jackknifestiletto.com slash store. You can find all of our upcoming gigs and live streams on our website at jackknifestiletto.com slash tour. Thanks for listening. See you next week.